Hobby Addict の時間です It's time for Hobby Addict And now here are your anime addicts Oh, it's your boy, Mitz. <laughs> Welcome to Hobby Addicts. It's a beautiful, pretty hot day today in Denver. It's about 80, and、uh, we are enjoying some sunshine here, although I'm indoors, staying out of those UV rays, looking beautiful with my bald head. It'll cook like an egg. We also have Caroline. She's from Lower State, New York. Don't fuck with her. She'll come in. It's your girl, Caroline. It's, it's your girl. <laughs> What up? Oh, I am doing pretty good, albeit very tired because what a weekend. Oh, my God. Because、uh, you're with, old now. You're old. You're so much oh, older. Oh, yeah, that is true.、Uh-oh. I am almost decrepit.、Uh, so that <laughs> has played a big role in my、decrepit. exhaustion for this weekend. <laughs> Damn. I'm like, a, I'm, I, I'm like a shriveled husk. And like a sarcophagus. You are the crypt、then. keeper. Yeah, exactly. E- and in this crypt, we have It's Your Boy Mason. E- That's a me. <laughs> It's a me, your boy Mason. What's up, Mason? I'm doing all right.、Uh, hockey is a thing. Yeah. And we're watching it, and it's good, and yay. That's all I got. That's my update. I was very bummed out this week because.、Um, The, my company has a, has a suite at the、uh, ball arena where the Avalanche play. And we were, I was given two tickets to see the game five playoff game versus the Predators on Wednesday. And then the sales team came in and was like, nope, we got to schmooze someone. And so we lost our tickets. And now I'm not even sure. I don't even know if they're going to have a game five because Colorado's up three to nothing and the Predators apparently, apparently suck. So. I hope they sweep just to stick it to those sales、yeah, people and then you、too. get your tickets refunded for、Fuck、next、em. series. Yeah, I hope, we get the, I hope we get tickets to the next series because I'm hoping that they play the Blues because, you know,、uh, Pancake's a, a Blackhawks fan and、um, hates the Blues. As I think, I guess Blackhawks fans are supposed to hate the Blues. Is that right? Yeah, the, it's, it's, they're a bit of like a big brother, little brother rivalry. Oh. Like we kind of always like look down on them. Um, so, for them to be in the playoffs and us not even close is a little bit of a sore subject. But, you know,、mm-hmm. I've got my Hawks t shirt on right now. Oh. I'm going to represent despite the pain. Represent, baby. And,、uh, exactly. All right. Yeah. So, that was, that was the thing. All right. So, what are we doing on, on Hobby Addicts today? Well, indeed, I have Platinum Elden Ring. So, I will talk about that for two minutes. And then I bought some new games. So, I'll talk about that. Oh, my. Oh, my. <laughs> <laughs> Caroline saw the Book of Mormon. We will、I、talk、did. about this at length. And we also have Shantaram, which is a book from Mason. It sounds like a, a Hindu book of sex poses.、Ah, have, you, have you been practicing your, your, your moves from the Shantaram? <laughs> <laughs> it kind of sounds like that. I, I can hear it. I don't know. I'm, fi- I'm, I'm five years old, honestly. The book of, speaking of five years old, the Book of Mormon. Hasadiga Eboy. Oh, I didn't know you were so familiar with the Book of Mormon. Oh, yeah. Are you kidding? Yeah. Well, that, was, that song was all over the Tonys. I'll tell you what, I don't really pay attention to the Tonys. So. <laughs> Or so, I don't really watch it. Yeah. So. Ding、um, dong. Ding dong. My name is、Hello. Elder Price. 
and I would like to tell you about the most amazing book. Boom, boom. <laughs> so, yes, that one. So when I went to the Book of Mormon the first time, uh, I feel like half the audience left at, half the, at the intermission. <laughs> so um, how did you enjoy it, Caroline? Give us the rundown. Well, you see, I wanted to go to the city and see a Broadway show for my birthday. You sure did. So, yes. And I've always wanted to go see the Book of Mormon because I've heard some of the songs from it. Like, I've heard the opening number. I've heard a couple others as well. Yeah. And I'm like, well, that's hilarious. And I've always been curious, like, like this is such a big and popular show. Mm. I just get so interested uh, to actually see it, even though it is pretty expensive to go see it is but you know what i figured you know it's my birthday i'm gonna splurge and i'm gonna force my siblings and my friend to splurge along with me so i do feel a little bit bad about that but but you, but you know what you know what like though when you go to see let's say you're good to see um like if i go see coheed and cambria or something it's gonna cost 100 bucks a ticket in a lot of cases and it's that's just, why you guys need to like bad music like me, where it's like twenty dollars a ticket <laughs> tops. <laughs> but like Book of Mormon probably has a cast and crew of like a hundred people, so I mean it's a lot of people. So I, I kind of feel a little better about the price because at least because there's a lot a lot that goes into it. So oh yeah, definitely. You know what I mean that's kind of how um, I feel. Yeah, but I was really interested in going to see it. So finally, I we bit the bullet. We all got tickets. And uh, we went yesterday, well, after we had a really good brunch with um, bottomless mimosas and bellinis and all that. It was delish. It was expensive, but delish. How do the mimosas stay in the container? I'm a little little confused on this point. Okay, so bottomless mimosas. (laughs) It's not necessarily that the cup is bottomless, but it feels like it is. It feels like it's bottomless because they'll never let you see the bottom of the glass. Oh because they'll always, always be coming around and refilling the moment they see that it's like less full than it used to be. So basically, you have as much as you can drink for the full 90 minutes of Ca- nice. reservation. Yeah. Was your girl a little tipsy? Oh, your girl was very tipsy. Uh, <laughs> so we had. Was your girl a little Kool Aid jammered? Oh. I mean, we did not have any Kool Aid. Kool Aid jammers? What is that? <laughs> it's. Kool-Aid, but in like the um, in like a special like a pl- special plastic bottle that we I all just drink like calling when we were it kids. Kool-Aid jammered as like hammered, but mm. yeah. Anyway, yeah, I've never heard it, heard of that before, but okay. Anywho, so we had all those. We finished up brunch. We went to the theater, and like there was a little bit of time between brunch and the show starting, so we sobered up just a little bit. Uh-oh. But then my sisters surprised me by getting all getting all of us uh, prosecco in these little sippy cups. Yeah, <laughs> sippy cups. But yeah, it's like it it was a it was a ton of prosecco between the four of us, and it I'm I did not see the price, but I'm sure it was extremely expensive. Uh, it's your birthday. Um, it's your birthday. I know. Don't and worry. Another reason why I'm why I feel so bad about it because they feel pressure to do these things for me on my birthday. But Aww. like that's a lot of money. Just and but they, they also you, covered Caroline. other things for me too. Um, they love but you yeah, all. they do. But I do also feel bad about that <laughs> because they also got the prosecco from my friend as well. And I don't know if they're expecting her to pay or not. But I guess not, considering she they they did it without even asking if that's mm. what she'd want to do. So yeah, and so we had the prosecco. I managed to. Uh, 
hold it over for the entire show, so I was always sipping out of it. Uh, and I kept the sippy cup, so that's good. <laughs> yeah. Anywho, <laughs> let's get back to the show. Yes. It is extremely funny. Oh, good. I was, like, crying at several points because of what was happening on that stage. It was also... It also had a lot of humor in which I felt like, oh my God, I should not be laughing at this. This is yeah. like really offensive. <laughs> like Super not bad. just, hi, my name's Caroline and I am an easily offended person. No, this is like anybody would feel bad about laughing at something like this. Um, but even so, it was just so funny. And if people are not really aware of what the Book of Mormon is really about, except for it being about Mormons, uh, the sort of. show opens up with a group of Mormons uh, finishing their training or whatever. So right after this, they're going to be sent off to their um, to their missionary locations. And there's one Mormon, Kevin Price, uh, who really, really, really wants to go to Orlando. Orlando. Florida. Yes. Orlando. I so yes, he you. wants. <laughs> Uh, he, and that's the one place you would want to go because everything's so happy and people dress up in costumes and all that. So, unfortunately, he is not going to Orlando. He is going to Uganda, <laughs> to a remote village there. And he is being paired with, like, a very incompetent uh, missionary as well. So he is not jazzed about that one bit. And then he uh, arrives in Uganda in which there are... Um, uh, they, have, they, are, they have a lot of concerns there. AIDS, you know, female mutilation, genitalia mutilation, I mean, uh, the arrival of a really evil warlord called Butt-Fucking-Naked. <laughs> That's his name. <laughs> and... <laughs> yeah. And, and, oh and just God. so many other horrible things that are happening around them. It's like, no, we don't care about your silly book and, like, these insane stories that you have made up. Uh, or, or the religion has made up in their opinion. So, yeah, they are just not in, at all really interested in their religion. But then some things happen in which they feel like they have to rely on them. So they start believing in these even weirder stories because the incompetent missionary decided to throw in some uh, like references to Lord of the Rings and uh, <laughs> Star Trek and, and that kind of stuff. So it, it ends up being an even crazier uh, book of Mormon. And uh, yeah, so it just keeps on uh, going like that. And there, there's a lot that happens in this show. There's a lot of great numbers. I think my favorite was, um, was uh, Spooky Mormon Hell Dream. Oh my God. Spooky, spooky, so yeah. offensive. No, that one is. I don't think that one's that offensive. I don't remember. D- doesn't it like doesn't Saddam like butt fuck Jesus? Oh, In I that don't scene? remember. It's Saddam. Maybe it's maybe Sa- that was the prosecco, and I I didn't pay. There was a lot oh happening on the, on the stage. <laughs> it's Saddam OJ's lawyer. Um, yes, I remember OJ's lawyer <laughs> for some reason. Um, God, who else is in that scene? Uh, there's a uh, Hitler. Hitler, of course. Yeah, and. Yeah, 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 it's pretty rough. I mean, at one point, they're all just like 
having anal sex on the stage. You know what? I was more <laughs> in so like drunk. I was I was more focused on the fact that they have the demon lord in the background shredding on a guitar and I forget who else, but like one's playing like a flute and the other bongos God, and I'm so like great. this is incredible. And I'm not really paying attention to like the other very inappropriate things happening on that stage. She was just <laughs> vibing <laughs> out there. Love it. There's yeah. You, yeah. You're drunk. Yeah. You're loving life. You got your sisters. And I'll, I'll tell you even this. I did not realize this until after we left the theater that the Book of Mormon was also written by the same people that wrote South Park. No, uh You didn't know I did that? I did not know. Oh, I did so not know. Funny. And I am ashamed to say that because I feel like <laughs> that is so plainly obvious. God. There is like it, it honestly looked like it's South Park on stage. Uh, so, yeah. It's just... And it... Yeah. It, they're, they're so... <laughs> Trey Parker and Matt Stone are these two are like in that group of people that are just so talented that it makes you angry. It's like they can do anything. They got like, you know, amazing voices, South Park TV show, you know, obviously obvious comic geniuses. They have they have movies, a fucking like 10x Tony Broadway production. I mean, it's just like what in the fuck are these people not capable of doing? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's so yeah. crazy. Well, I will say that I know that they made a couple of changes to the musical in between uh, COVID and all because um, I think I'm not sure who in particular. I think it was like the cast that definitely wanted to uh, view the musical in a different lens, like put less focus on um, any like making the villagers of Uganda to be more ignorant than they should than they have any right to be like because it's, it's not supposed to be about them and you know they're uh and being it, i don't know Uh-oh. how to describe it it's not supposed to be about making fun of them it's supposed to be making fun of the white savior mormons uh a little bit and the stories that they base their entire lives around so I think they they made a couple of adjustments to some of the jokes, maybe like toward made the direction of it different. Dangerous um, stuff. So I appreciate that. Um, I, I think I think it worked for me, honestly. Even 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 still, it, it is pretty uh, gnarly. I don't know. You don't want to get to the you don't want to get to the point where you're like rewriting works of literature or stuff just for like modern day politics. Like that's dangerous I don't shit. Know. I mean, that's like Mao's Red Guard China shit. I don't think so. I well, I mean, when you're rewrite, you're rewriting like 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 cultural literature because of the not current rewriting day. cultural literature. It's a musical, I'm, and it's still the same musical. It's just that a couple of the jokes have been changed a little bit. All right. Well, I just, okay. Not not everybody would agree with that, but we don't need oh, to talk whatever. about that. It's not as if I've seen the original, so I don't exactly know what in particular got changed. I, I suppose you can look it up. But overall, I still really enjoyed the show, and I still kind of clutched my pearls quite a bit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was really good, and I highly recommend. I'm sure it was worth the money, too. It's such a good show. and Yeah, I mean, it's hard to say considering how expensive it was, but, you know, it was, it was a, a splurge kind of day, I suppose. Well, I mean, that's about what I was paying to go see it in Denver. I mean, I never got to see it, but because of COVID. But I mean, I was it was one fifty a ticket from here. So I mean, you know, I almost expected to be more on Broadway. So maybe your price, maybe the price was pretty good. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. 
Have you seen this, Mason? Do you have any interest? I have not. I do have interest, but not enough to spend that much money on it. Mm-hmm. So, well, I don't know. Someday. Yeah, maybe. Someday it'll be a movie or something. Oh, but like I feel like one of my favorite like visual jokes that I was kind of not expecting. Okay, so it's during this musical number. I think it's just called Turn It Off, where if you start to worry about something, you just turn it off like a light switch. You don't even think about it. You don't worry about it. If you have (laughs) doubts, you like just forget about it. Turn it off like a light switch and that kind of thing. And then in the middle of this dance break, they started they started, you know, clapping their hands like and then all of a sudden, the lights go out like a like the a clap um, on clap off, a, a clapping light. Yeah, clap on clap off. So when they do that, the lights will go off, and then the lights turn turn back on. And then in the middle of them doing that bit, somehow they don these bright pink sparkly vests, and I'm like, how did they do that so quickly? And it was incredible. It was great. I mean, live theater Imagine like that is always it's it's always so much fun. Yeah, definitely. Uh, but yeah, and and so it was very funny. Even if I am a little bit on the more, uh, what's the word, prudish, prudish side. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm just oh, glad you enjoyed it. You. And how did good. like Thank you. the rest of your crew seem to enjoy it? Because the worst is when all you're right. like, hey, let's all go to the thing. Let's do the thing. Well, is there so anything else you would like to say? And you do the um, thing, and they're all like, I feel like uh, it's hard I to say because like there's yeah, a lot happened, okay. and I don't want. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, but yeah, that's basically okay. it. <laughs> All right, well, I finished Elden Ring. Um, thank God. What a painful, miserable journey that was to that Platinum Trophy. Um, I eventually just punted on some of the bosses towards the end of the game and because I was like, this is not worth the effort. I don't really give a fuck. Um, whatever. So, And people should p- people should take note that you can just summon people into your game that will just like mop up these bosses for you like they're nothing. Like, so like you you can just go on Reddit and say, "Come kill this boss for me," and like forty people will respond and they'll just run in and just murk the boss and you just and you can still get all the trophies and everything. So, um, it it really makes the the process a lot. Like I don't know. I guess you can sit there and fight. Um, you know. The uh, I can't remember her name at this point. Ma- um, millennia. You can just fight Millennia for like thirty hours straight and keep dying, or you can just summon some guy in here in your game. You just murk the shit out of her. You know he's probably level six hundred and he's coming into your you know original game. It's not even like new game plus, and he'll just like rip, rip her apart. So you can do that. <clears throat> um, got the platinum. Yay, hip hip hooray. I moved on really quick. Deleted the game. As fast <laughs> I could. Um, it'll get game of the year for sure. And then I bought a couple more games. I bought uh, Spyro Reignited, the uh, trilogy, which comes with the first three Spyro games. And I think we're all PlayStation games, but they're they're like dramatically upresed. They look, they look, yeah, they're they're encroaching on like PS4 graphics for sure. You Are know? they a remake or a remaster? Remastering. Okay. It's still just like the exact opposite of Elden Ring. It's like. You know, there's really no difficulty level at all. The whole game is about just, like, getting all the gems and getting all the dragons on each stage. And the trilogy actually will net you three platinum trophies, one for each game, and they each take about six hours to get. So I was like, you know what? (laughs) This is, like, the easiest three platinum trophies ever. 
Spyro the Dragon is a relaxing, fun game that I'm actually shocked they haven't made like a new Spyro game in like 20 years. Like Spyro is so likable. I don't know why they. Mm-hmm. He's such like this spunky little like puppy dog type guy. Like you know, you know, you'd think that they would he would have made it made it to at least like something in the last 10 years, but there's been nothing about it. Um, so I gra- grabbed up those and playing through the first one. It's, it really is just like a lot of fun. It's so easy. It's just pathetically easy and it's just relaxing and you can get hammered or something and just play it or, you know, whatever you want to do. Um, and then I bought near automata. I bought it on eBay. They wanted 40 bucks for it on the PlayStation store. I'm like, this game's five years old and you want 40 bucks. I'm like, this is ridiculous. So I went on eBay. You can get it for like 10 bucks on there. So I got the disc and the case, $10. Mm-hmm. And, um, cause people keep saying like near automata is like, you know, a breathtaking masterpiece basically. And I was like, okay, I think it got game of the year, like 2018 or something. And I was like, okay, well, you know, I haven't played this. Um, Pancake had it on her PlayStation, but we sold that thing. So I don't have it anymore. And I was like, okay, I'll just get this and for 12 bucks or whatever it was after tax. And, and, um, that'll be fun too. Whenever I get to it, because some of the other games I wanted to play got pushed back. Um, the two point university got delayed like three months. So that doesn't come out until August now. And, um, other than that, there's really nothing. Um, I'll probably get Sonic origins when it comes out in, in about a month from now, but from now it's all Spyro. It really looks good. It's all voice voiceover and, you know, nice. Yeah. I never really got into Spyro. That was a little bit before my video gaming, foray but Nero Automata is a bunch of fun yeah and you, you, I guarantee Mitz you will love the trophies in that game I, I know you can buy them with in-game currency you can buy the trophies at the end even though you do have to play the game three times yeah it's like, um, I think it's short though isn't it but there you know there is yeah it is pretty short and there is a trophy for looking up uh the main character's skirt so <laughs> <laughs> there you go <laughs> that's fucking ridiculous I didn't it's know so that, but that's pretty funny. Yeah. Um, you have to do it like multiple times too. Like they make you get in there. I I don't know if I agree with buying trophies from a, a shop or not, but I guess it doesn't matter. I don't really care. Um, I'm sure I want, it may be that you need to have like a ridiculous amount of gold to do it. So yeah, but after you play, like you don't have to grind for that money at all. Like by the time you get through with the game, like the third playthrough, and it's I shouldn't say it's a playthrough because that seems like you're just replaying it. Like the third route of the game, you've amassed so much wealth that like you can just pretty much straight up buy whatever you want. Amassing wealth, huh? Yes. Yeah. Ooh, I love capitalism. <laughs> let's see. Let's see how many. Oh, I have 30. No, I can't be. 30% of people who played Nier Automata have the platinum. According to I this, believe that. According to that, that's a lot. That's wow. That's a huge percent. Wow. That, that makes me feel like I have to do it, or I'm like a loser. So I mean, <laughs> it, it's it's an easy platinum to get. Yeah. So and it's a fun game, and it's very meta, and uh, it's good. Do you know anything there, about? There, there you go. Do you know anything about the new one? The near. Uh, what the fuck was the? There's a new one near game near. Well, there was a remake that came out. Not too long ago, like six months, a year ago, maybe. Hmm. Um, I didn't play that one, but there's a new Nier Automata like anime coming out. 
I heard about that, and that was one of the reasons why I bought this one because people said, you know, you should play the game first before, before the anime ruins it. I mean, it the or, anime is probably going to be garbage. Let's let's be honest. Oh yeah, near replicant. I assume these are different games. Near replicant. I mean, yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. So near replicant is like an old game. Is it? Didn't it just come out last year? Yeah, it was, was it was, was like it a re- remake. Oh, they remade it. Yeah, something okay. like that. Well, uh, if it's if Near Automata is really good, maybe I'll get that also. And um, Cyborg or Android Girls, why not? So why not? Indeed. And um, I feel like we have time, so and um, I'm also going to just say real quick, um, Sonic the Hedgehog two became the highest grossing domestic video game movie of all time uh, about a week ago. It's still going. Um, it has now made 350 million, 170 million in the U.S., which is pretty strong, and it hasn't hit China or Japan. So I don't know if it's ever going to go to China. Like they're still locked down. Um, usually China is like the second biggest market for stuff like this, but I don't know if that's going to happen. But 170 million in the U.S. is a pretty strong number. So it is. Making waves, I guess. So, three hundred fifty million bucks is more than I thought Sonic would ever be worth, really. But that's about it. That's about it. Um, it's a busy week. Uh, you know, it's how life is. How about you, Mason? Shantaram, Shantaram. Yeah, I mean, you say that better than I could, but oh, well, yeah. Okay. So, Shantaram is a book. Sorry to kill the party. Nothing more interesting is going to be talked about this episode. So. If you're anti-book, oh. you can tune out now. <laughs> We've already um, talked about the Book of Mormon, so they've already true, tuned True, but that's out. a fun finger-snapping book. No, this but they heard a, book. They don't really know what the Book of Mormon... They just heard book, and then they left. They didn't hear <laughs> yeah. about the rest of it. <laughs> they just hit the eject button on their seat. Yeah. Um, no, uh, spoiler, Shantaram is a pretty good book. It is long, I'll forewarn you, but it's a 2003 novel, um, just shy of a thousand pages... Wow, <laughs> uh, but it's it's worth it. It's a lengthy endeavor, but it's it's a very quick read. It's very fun. Three thousand pages is a quick read. It like it's not like super verbose and like difficult and like dense passages. Like it's very breezy. It's snappy. Like it gets to points quickly, and like it's written in a simple manner. Like it, it's written like a travel log of sorts. And actually, I recommend this if you're about to like go on a trip or something. Uh, it's a good for that. But anyway. Let me try to sell you on why this book is just in the like premise alone is kind of interesting. So it follows our main character, who is a convicted Australian bank robber, who is a heroin addict and who recently broke out of like Australia's like maximum security prison. And he gets like a fake passport and he flees and he ends up in India and he kind of takes residence in the bustling city of Mumbai, which back in the day was called Bombay. And he gets involved with like the black market and all like the, you know, unsavory bits of what's going on over there. And this book is written by someone who was a heroin addict, who was a bank robber, who was imprisoned in Australia's maximum security prison. And he broke out, becoming like the most wanted man in Australia and fled to India and, like, lived there for, like, decades. So, it's maybe the guy telling his story. Maybe it's not. Like, it's (laughs) it's kind of hard to tell. It's embellished. 
it it's hard to tell where it begins and ends between like reality inspiration and like embellishment because he he read it he read it he wrote it to be you know uh, a little bit off the wall and crazy and a fictional thing like but like you can definitely tell some of it definitely happened uh, and it's fun to get to those parts because you're like this dude definitely like got involved with some shady characters and did some really weird things and like the back streets of India uh, and that's what the the book is about um, like it gets into the world of like forgery and crime and poverty and squalor of the slums it gets into like the corruption of those in power and like the police force and like paying off other gang members to like kill other people to take the blame. Like it's got war. It's got betrayal. It's got love. It's got disguising bears to escort them out of the city. Like it's, it's a wild ride, um, bunch of ups and downs, some pretty like fun characters with thoughtful philosophy, some absolutely like brutal, like skin crawling, like torture sequences and fight moments where you're just like, uh, like this is, uh, unsavory to think about but it's it's good it's it's a pretty fun time uh, all that said um i also supplemented this in, with the audiobook version which is like 43 hours long so i kind of jumped between the the book and the audiobook um and the audiobook um is read by humphrey bauer it's it's so good it's one of the best audiobooks i've ever heard because this dude just nails all the indian like dialects and names and really brings you into the story and even though his voice for some of the woman characters are a little like raspy and samey sounding, uh, it's certainly good. So if you're like in for a big audiobook and you're traveling yourself, this is uh, definitely worth picking up just to see if it's your cup of tea. Some of it's a little absurd. Some of it is a little like over glorified, both the city and kind of his exploits. But it makes it it doesn't feel like a dry memoir where the guy's like and then i did this and then i did this it's it's just off the wall it's all over the place it's got a bunch of good similes and it's like i said it's easy to read so shantaram uh despite what mitz said it means man of god's peace it's not a lewd oh, sex book on. nothing about the there Kama is some Sutra. there is some sexiness in this book I'll, I'll give you that much um what was one of the lines i think one of the guys that says like Oh, what is it? It's like revenge is like sex best done slowly and with the eyes open. There you go, Mitz. That's for you. Um, well, that's true. But this book has also been like four years uh, been in the works for like a movie or a television series. So if you read this now, if one of those works ever comes out, you can be like, oh, I'm like an OG fan. I'm a I'm an elitist. I the movie slash show, whatever it is, ruined it. So you can be like one of the true fans before the masses uh, get the tainted version. Because there's no way you can adapt so much of what happened in, like, a movie or something. Because it's, it's so long. But it's... I enjoyed it. It took quite a while to get through it. Because obvious reasons. And it had some good, like, philosophy and things that made you think. So, one of the things uh, I liked... Or, I shouldn't say I liked. I, that made me think was a line that says... Fate gives us all three teachers, three friends, three enemies, and three loves in our lives. But these 12 people are always disguised, and you can never know which is which until you've loved them, left them, or fought them. So, he was like, hmm, can I, can I pinpoint the three, like, teachers, friends, enemies, or loves I've had? 
and what's to come. Ooh, ooh, who knows? But uh, it's a good book. Uh, I recommend it if you have lots of spare time and want to, I don't know, read about, like, Bombay in the 80s. I'm just impressed with you for reading, honestly. <laughs> I read book. Yeah, I don't know. <clears throat> I, I, I could be the severe minority, but I just don't read books. So I don't think most people do. And uh, I think okay. finding a good book is difficult. So when you find one, you got to hold on to it. Well, there it is. There it is. I'd probably give it like a three and a half out of five. Uh, if it sounds up your alley, give it a shot. Good. If not, it's, it's long. Pretty good stuff. That's all I got. And let me just say, the Kama Sutra is stupid. (laughs) These fucking, like, sex poses in the Kama Sutra are fucking ridiculous. Like, no one's doing these. They're not comfortable. Girls, you know... (laughs) We don't want to get into a sex Is it just because you're too beefy? You're not not limber enough, Mitz? Is that the problem? I've never seen the Kama Sutra. I don't know. They're, like, doing fucking helicopters and shit. They're, like doing like headstands and fucking while they're upside down all this dumb crap like no one's doing this and what's what's more bizarre the karma sutra or hentai uh, like ignoring hentai. all the like physically well, impossible stuff of like if, the grotesque if they just plucked some of those sex moves out of the karma sutra and dropped them into a hentai you'd be like laughing at it, laughing at it for sure <laughs> it's like <laughs> the wheelbarrow <laughs> you know the the yeah. jackhammer the the praying stork you know i don't know this is it'd be like having sex while doing yoga i mean no one wants to do this um you know uh we don't need to get graphic about it you know but it's not going to benefit with the the woman very much to be doing uh physically strenuous and and, and uncomfortable poses while you're having sex stupid anyway we can talk about sex plenty in, in, in our upcoming podcast episode. So, <laughs> okay, <Nice. laughs> that was I'm just glad. for you. That was just for Caroline. Although I do have two hentai on my anime, I wouldn't want my mother to watch list, but she is also completely unfazable. You know, there's nothing I can do to her that would shock her. So I feel like I'm very basic with my choices for my list, mostly because I feel like I just talk about the same shows over and over again because. I have not seen nearly as many as you guys. <laughs> that's I mean, fine. The, sh- the shame still runs deep, and that's what matters. Like, yeah. my mom, I made her watch the opening nightclub scene of Devilman Crybaby, and she didn't flinch at all. It was very... What? Disapp- oh, yeah. It's on the yeah, podcast. Yeah, because she's, she's had to deal with you for uh, 50-something yeah, years. Yeah, me like. and my brother. My brother, <laughs> like, changed her desktop background on her laptop to, like, two people having, like, anal sex or something, and then just Why leave it there. Why would your brother do that? I don't know. That's him. You know, but like she's been broken for a long time. We broke her a long time ago, so there's really no way to to <clears throat> come up with a list of anime that would that I wouldn't want my mother to know I watched unless it was just like really, really fucked up. <laughs> so anyway. I mean what if it was like her favorite show and you you're like, Hey mom, I watched it and she's like, Oh no, you didn't wait for me. No. I wanted to I'll watch it what, together. I, I am kind of annoyed at my mother, to be honest, with similar reasons because I was out and about for the last couple of days, and you know how I talked about uh, you and we were watching it together and how I think she's going to want to watch the rest of it with me? Wrong. She wants to watch the rest of it by herself because she watched two episodes without me, and she used my Netflix account. So now, it's two episodes ahead, 
And I have to remember where I left off last because she, for whatever reason, could not continue it on her own Netflix account. Like, Coward. Coward. I am pissed. Like, we're supposed to watch this together. One. Two. You can do it on your own. Don't ruin my watch list and where I'm at. That's, yeah. That's a cardinal sin right there. She's lucky it's Mother's Day. (laughs) You're on thin ice, bub. Yeah, you're on fucking thin ice. Everybody call their mom today? Yes, I called my mommy. Okay, good. Very proud of you. All right, I'm wrapping this up right here because I'm going to make some coffee before the podcast starts. I have new whipped cream, and I'm very excited. Oh, that is exciting. It is. Whipped cream is so yummy. All right. We love you guys. Thanks for listening. Um, It's been fun. You know, we're getting back to normal things here. More games going to be coming up. And uh, I loved hearing about the Book of Mormon, so. See you guys next week. Bye. Bye. I don't know where this is going. I always don't know how to end these things. Bye-bye. Bye. It's been Get real. It's been fun, but I can't say it's been real fun. Get the fuck Deuces. out of here. Go read a book. <laughs>